Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's not Wednesday, it's Tuesday, but it's Open Cup week, so that's why it's stoppage time today, not tomorrow, because tomorrow's match day, and then Saturday's match day. Things are getting hectic right now in the Atlanta United universe, but we'll try to keep you on point with what's going on on stoppage time. We'll take your questions. If you got them, throw them into the comments. We'll try to get into as many of those as possible, whether you want to talk about Chicago whether you want to talk about Memphis, whether you want to talk about Nashville or anything else on your mind. That's what we're here for. Yeah, match day tomorrow, regen day Thursday, travel day Friday, match day Saturday. Uh, and two tricky matches uh, in different ways. It, look, it is the third round of U.S. Open Cup. I will say the same thing I said on Sunday, though. Memphis 901, I think, is the toughest draw Atlanta United has gotten in their first U.S. Open Cup match. Um, you know, whether that be third round or fourth round. I think this is the the toughest opening round opponent Atlanta United has ever drawn an Open Cup. And they have never lost their first um, Open Cup match. So um, I think they'll be able to handle it. I, I'm not nervous about it. But this is a big, big step up from facing Chattanooga last year, for example. Um, yeah. Chattanooga, you disagree? No, no, it is. It is in level. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's second division and third division. And and third division, USL League One, I think, is higher up than Nisa. Although Chattanooga is, is one of the best teams out of Nisa, so they're kind of an in-between. Memphis is at another level. However, Memphis hasn't done well in the Open Cup before. They've been knocked out before by Chattanooga. So, you know, look, it's the Cup. I, I think you have to be nervous going into any Cup game because anything can happen. Um. This is a difficult opponent. I mean, I was, I was trying to pull up Atlanta United's Open Cup history, and it's been Charleston in this round multiple times. Um, yeah, Chattanooga last year. Uh, who else have you had in this round? So Charleston in 18 and 19. And uh, nine, nine, well, at 19 was the one where they were going to play in Charleston. They had to move it back to Yeah, Kansas but 17, 18, 19. And 17, yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, you didn't have an open cup in 20, yeah, or 21. You didn't have one in 21, oh, yeah, that's it. And uh, Chattanooga, so <laughs> man, open cup's crazy. Um, so, so yeah, this is the most difficult. I, I totally agree. Um, because those Charleston teams were not as strong as this Memphis team is, 
Memphis hasn't lost in four. Two wins, two draws in their last four. They're coming in off of a win on the road at Rio Grande Valley, a big win. Uh, I, I talked about it. Cool, yeah, man. comfortable. Um, I talked about it on, on Atlanta Soccer tonight last night. You've got a really good midfield pairing in Aaron Malloy and Jeremy Kelly. Malloy, I think, is an MLS-level quality midfielder. He's creating yeah. over four chances per game for them. Um, Kelly scored the goal late to get them through to this round. Uh, one Knoxville held on for a long time in that game, and it was deep in extra time that Kelly got the goal. When you when you look at lower division teams that have the characteristics to pull upsets, there's there's a few different things that go into it. Good form coming in, Memphis has that. Uh, veterans, they have that. They've got guys with MLS experience, Graham Smith, Reese Buckmaster, guys with extensive USL experience. Another characteristic is a goalkeeper who can ruin your day. They have that in Bill Hamid. We've seen it happen a few times, unfortunately. Um, and they have guys with a chip on their shoulder. And, and you've got three guys who have been with Atlanta before in Goodrum, in Luis Fernando, in Kisidu, who all probably feel like, because they're professionals, they should feel this way, that they should be on that first team with Atlanta United. That's the, the life of being a professional athlete. You've got to have that arrogance to get anywhere. So, yeah, they're going to feel like, okay, this is my chance to show them what they're missing. And when you have all of that combined and you get off to a good start, crazy things can happen. However, in Open Cup history, numbers back it up. MLS teams at home in this round, over 80%. I mean, there is a difference in level. I don't think it is a catastrophic difference between MLS and USL Championship, especially in a one-off game. But it's not something that you can just walk in and play at 50% and get through. Memphis will beat you if Atlanta doesn't play well and have that intensity. Now, playing well in a game like this, as we saw against Chicago on the weekend, it's not necessarily going to be defined the same way just because it's a cup game and it might be ugly at times. And you're going to have some different personnel on the field. And Memphis will be at times holding on for dear life and maybe putting 10 guys behind the ball. So it's about the result more than anything else in this. You've got to lean on what gets you here. You've got to lean on your identity and the way you play and all those things. But it's not going to be a tactical battle. It is going to be about intensity. It is going to be about little moments and winning those battles. And Atlanta United has to do that tomorrow. And they have to start doing that early to not let Memphis build in confidence. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's just, I, again, I think Atlanta United will be fine. Um, I have a lot of respect for Memphis 901 because even outside of the players with MLS experience, their USL players are really good USL players. Like you brought up Malloy. He was runner up for USL championship yeah. MVP last year. I think Malloy's outstanding. Yeah. He's such well, a good player, and Kelly's really good, too. So, I mean, these are two good central midfielders. Yeah. Uh, Malloy did go to an elite academic institution, so keep that in mind. Uh, you'll have a cerebral advantage over everyone. Uh, but, no, like it, it, you have a lot of very familiar names, and if you follow USL Championship closely, you're going to recognize a lot of these names from USL Best 11 and second-team Best 11 from the last year or two. They've got an excellent manager, Stephen Glass. 
And then you sprinkle in conditions. And that scares me a little bit too, because it's supposed to be a rainy day tomorrow, a rainy night tomorrow night. And you're, I don't like thinking this way, but you're starting to get bit just a little bit by the injury bug. And now you've got to play a scrappy USL side in conditions. And that scares me a little bit. So nothing you can do to control it. You know, if you're scared, get a dog. Uh, I own two because I get scared frequently. Uh, Like, it just happens. It's a challenge that you're going to have to accept. But it's going to be, I I think it's going to challenge Atlanta United, hopefully in positive ways. Uh, And look, I'll, I'll go back to 2019. I think the Open Cup success that Atlanta United had early in that Open Cup run, uh, which was against Charleston, and then I, St. Louis, I think, was the next that team was they quarter beat. quarterfinal. There was another yeah. one in between. Oh, who? Yeah, it, it, yeah, who was that? Man. Um, well, anyhow, I mean, they, they got a, a couple early wins at Open Cup, and it kind of served as a springboard back into MLS. Um, and we've seen teams do that where they'll, they'll get cranked up a little bit in open cup and it can be a springboard into some MLS success. I I think there's a a really good opportunity for Atlanta United to use tomorrow, hopefully as a springboard into, you know, some road games that are winnable, quite frankly, coming up in Nashville and Miami. I think Miami is an extremely winnable road game a week from Saturday, Nashville. I think, I think you're going up there expecting to get at least a draw from Nashville, the way that Nashville's been playing this year. So you hope it's a springboard. You hope you get out of it healthy. You hope that if you are going to rotate your lineup, you don't have to break too much glass and go into, uh, you know, too many uh, players that you would hope would give you 90 minutes on Saturday. And I get the expectation that Pineda's going to rotate a a teeny bit at least. But I don't think he's going to be starting ATL UTD 2 tomorrow night as well. No, Gonzalo just spoke to the media about 30 minutes ago. Um, it was Columbus was the other win yes. that Atlanta had in 2019. In the rain in the stop rain. match yeah. in 2019. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gonzalez spoke to the media, and Vicente Reyes, it'll be announced here shortly, and it's not a surprise. We talked about it Sunday, that he will be on a short-term call-up for this match um, as the reserve goalkeeper, maybe starter, but he'll be on the roster. It, it wasn't said either way, but the assumption would be that Diop's going to start. Um, no other short-term call-ups will be needed. Uh, remember, there are guys with Atlanta United contracts who are with the twos, like Aiden McFadden, for example. That's not a short-term call-up if he plays in this game, and I, I think he will be in the 18 for sure. Um, and it is an 18. It's not 20 in the Open Cup, so keep that in mind as well. Uh, there will be some rotation, Gonzalo said. Uh, it's it's just a must where you are. I mean, you got to look at what the schedule is this week. You, you played Sunday. You had a regen day yesterday. Today's a minus one, so you're you're working on set pieces. You're not you know taxing anybody physically. Uh, tomorrow will be the game day. The next day will be a little bit of a mixed day, I think. I, I think for some first-team guys who don't play at all, they'll probably have a normal training session because they won't really train on, on the day of the game for the other guys. It'll be more like a regen day is the best way to put it. Um, so it'll be a little bit of a split squad, I think, on Thursday. Some guys who will train fully and then some guys who will be more in a regen mode. And then Friday is a match day minus one. And there you go. So it's kind of a weird situation. So you have to rotate some. 
The other reason why you have to rotate is you've got guys who have trained well all year long and haven't had opportunities. And Gonzalo's talked about this publicly and and with us uh, about wanting to get guys games. Uh, he's mentioned Ronald Hernandez multiple times. And every time I've been at training, Ronald Hernandez has been working extremely hard and playing very well. And he hasn't had those moments. Um, I would assume he starts in this game because of that. Luis Abram was another player that Gonzalo mentioned in the media availability today. You know, you're talking about a national team center back who hasn't been able to play minutes because Barata and Robinson have both been excellent. So Noah Cobb, a player that the club believes in, wouldn't be surprised if he starts. Beyond that, you don't know. Um, Yakumakis, you're not gonna you're not gonna stress anything with him because you want him for Sunday for Saturday if you can. Uh, that's unknown at this point, but he won't play tomorrow. No mention of Almada, so I'd assume everything is good. But does he play? I don't know. It just depends on where he is physically. So there's going to have to be some rotation. You look at that central midfield that we've talked about all year. you got a number of different guys there, and they're all on kind of different levels of minutes played and, and where they are currently. So Sadich didn't play on Sunday. I would assume he could go 90 if he needs to tomorrow, and you might need him to. Uh, the sixth position, I don't know how that goes. Ibarra, you'd love to get his confidence back up after a big mistake on, on Sunday. But physically, can he handle going deep into this one? I don't know because he's still dealing with the the after effects of that challenge against James Sands. Um, Hosechu hasn't played a ton lately. I thought he was good on Sunday. But can he go again this quickly or is he coming off the bench? There's questions that we don't know. Johnny Fortune, somebody that Gonzalo's talked about a ton. And he hasn't had a lot of minutes in MLS. I would expect he'll get a good number of minutes tomorrow because of that work he's put in. Tyler Wolf, Machoke Chol. I mean, there's a lot of different options here. So that's what the Open Cup is. It's this balancing act of it's a trophy. It's a, a route into CONCACAF. It's money. It's prestige. It's also not the league. And it's also at a time where you can't really go first choice 11 in general. The injury bug's not too bad, and I don't have any. It's, table's not wood. Um, I can't knock on wood. But this, uh, the injury bug's not too bad right now. But, yeah, it's, you know, two months into the season. It's going to happen. It's part of, of professional sports and you're at that stage and you've got to manage workload and you've got to manage nagging injuries and you've got to manage these things, which means your lineup tomorrow isn't going to look like your lineup from Sunday or your lineup in Nashville on Saturday. Can you go back to the Reyes thing for a moment? We yeah. got a question on the Twitch pitch. Can you explain the roster mechanics for Reyes? Because someone pointed out that you don't need to do a short-term call-up for Open Cup. It's different. Um, I'm going to make sure I get the terminology correct you know how i get to be a stickler for these things um i'm going to pull up the rules and regulations uh it is a different mechanism it's similar but not quite the same um as i'm scrolling through mls sometimes drops in some changes too so i want to double check it to be honest but open cup friendlies concacaf champions league it's not the same situation as a league match you're bringing somebody up for um i here is the quote from the rules an individual player this is under affiliate short-term agreements which atlanta united 2 is the affiliate to atlanta united 
An individual player may appear in any number of non-league games during the terms of his four short-term agreements. So they have changed it a little bit. You are limited to four short-term agreements each season. It's a maximum of 16 days in total, uh, up to four-day contracts. So last year, if I remember correctly, they kind of excluded it. So this year, it's kind of half and half. You can only do four four short-term agreements, period. But for league matches, you can only be in two. For non-league matches, you're not limited in match games you play, but you are limited to only four short-term agreements. It's kind of a, a dumb halfway half and half there, which makes it even more complicated. But that's, that's the official, I'm reading it right now on MLS's website, under 2023 MLS roster rules and regulations. A club may sign a player age 25 or younger during the league season from its affiliate to a maximum of four short-term agreements each season. And then you go under that. This is not a league match, so that part we don't need right now. An individual player may appear in any number of non-league games during the terms of his four short-term agreements. So, four card asks, does that mean eight rosters, two games in Next Pro and Open Cup? I, I no, Next Pro is separate. Next Pro has nothing to do yeah. with it. Okay. Oh, two, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two games in MLS, two in US Open Cup is what he's saying. I'm sorry. I thought he said MLS two. Two games I, in MLS and as many as you can play in the Open Cup. There's sorry, not a number on Open Cup. But because of the number of short-term agreements, yeah, you're going to hit a, a limitation there. Well, you're not going to have open cup games within a four-day window, multiple. So the, again, and I know you're reading directly out of the book, so you might not know this specifically, but Christopher and I think are on the same page here. So by signing Reyes to a short-term agreement tomorrow, counting four days, does that count as one short-term yes. agreement for Saturday? Four days, yep. Okay, so... Uh, and you know, it sounds like the Westberg thing is probably not a big deal at this point, based but on what we're you hearing. Cover. But you'll have three more short-term call-ups yes. after Saturday, not two more. Yes, got it. Okay, yeah, it's not two separate agreements, and he can play in the Open Cup game, and he could play in Nashville, and it's only one MLS game played. He'd still have three short-term agreements to be used. Okay, so there you go. Uh, yeah, either they've heard. changed it or they weren't clear when they made the change last year. Um, and either is very, very possible with MLS rule, roster rules and regulations. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so that's uh, tomorrow night. We're on at 7 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 7.30 will be the kickoff time. Uh, Getting a lot of questions about television coverage. There is already a YouTube link that I think is live for this game. Uh, So it'll be on BR Football. There is a YouTube link. I think Atlanta United is putting the link on their website as well. I'd assume so. It should be under atlutd.com slash live. That's where they typically throw them. And and like I said, the link is live right now. Yeah. So it should not be difficult to find. No, it's uh, easy, and it should be archived. Like games from the last round that were on uh, Bleacher Report are still up. So if you can't watch it live for some reason, you could do that. Um, you can always sync it up to us if you want, and that should give yeah. you the mechanisms to do that pretty easily. Um, and it's it's good it's good coverage. I mean, I I watched a lot of games in the last round. There's games tonight, so if you want to sample it, you can do that and see what the BR coverage looks like there and see kind of how everything works. But I, I watched it on my Fire TV, and it was great. And no VAR yet in Open Cup, right? Like, the, I know there was some chatter about oh, VAR man. for later rounds, but as far as I know, no VAR. For Open Not Cup. in this round for sure. Um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, yes, semifinals and final this year. Got it, but not but, for this round, obviously. Yes, not in this round. Atlanta United needs to win three games to get to a VARD uh, U.S. Open Cup match. Got to win right. this, and then you go into the draw on Thursday for the next round. It is not geographically locked right now. So the pod that Atlanta came into in, in this round, that doesn't apply on Thursday. They re-rack yeah. it, essentially, based off who's still around, and, and then you go from there. But that would be Thursday for the teams that win today and tomorrow. Real quick, do you have any cup set picks? Yeah, um, I was asked about it last night after uh, AST, and I actually, maybe I was feeling a little squirrely. It was late. I actually had five cup set picks. You like Tormenta? I like Tormenta a lot. I like Detroit. Um, Detroit won last year. They play Minnesota. They're Detroit at home. Um. I'd love to see the Murder Owls of Union Omaha knock off St. Louis, but I don't think they do. Um, That will be one to keep an eye on tonight, though, for sure. So I like Tormenta on the road tonight. I like Detroit at home tonight. And then let me pull up tomorrow's games real quick. So tomorrow, what jumped out to me was... uh, The Miami FC over Enter Miami. I like that one. Um, I like Indy 11 over Columbus Mm. and I liked Northern Colorado hailstorm over the Rapids. Okay. I was feeling a little squirrely. Like I said, uh, the other possible one is Houston and Tampa Bay, but I think Houston will get through in that one. They're on the road in St. Petersburg in that one. We talked about Houston on the five stripes countdown on Sunday. They're actually playing pretty well right now. They're four, three, and one. Yeah, they're good defensively right now. So I think that can get them through a game like this where they rotate a little bit and they're on the road. And Tampa's going to bring a a lot at them in this game. But I think they're they're strong defensive work. And look, that's the theme as we start to look ahead to Nashville is managers getting things right from the back to the front and starting with the back. 
Chicago showed it uh, on Sunday. They're a good defensive team. The numbers back it up. You saw the performance. It was good. Um, Nashville, they're built on defense. Toronto, Bob Bradley finally remembered he needs to worry about defense, and they've become a better defensive team. And Houston, I mean, you're talking about a series of 1-0 wins for Ben Olsen and his crew. So, you know, that's what a lot of teams will do when they are either not firing on the offensive end and, and as we transition into Nashville, look, that's the story is they're giving up less than a goal a game. That's what you expect out of Nashville. They're scoring about a goal a game. That's got to change if they're going to become an elite team. Hani Mukhtar can't do everything every single time, but that's yeah. kind of where Nashville is these days. I'm just kind of salivating at the opportunity. Atlanta United might get to see Lucas McNaughton again on Saturday. Yeah. I, not a guarantee that would happen, obviously. But if you missed it, CJ Sapong traded by Nashville to Toronto today for Lucas McNaughton, who very nearly had a game. Atlanta United almost won two matches in a row on own goals. Lucas McNaughton <laughs> came about that close to uh, what might have been a game-winning own goal for uh uh, Atlanta United. They needed a little, Nashville needed a little more cover because Walker Zimmerman did leave the match on the weekend with tightness in his groin. Um, yep. They wanted to pull him before an injury took place, and it sounds like they did. But can he go this weekend? I, we don't know yet. Right. And they play tomorrow as well. They are an open cup in this round. There are, Every MLS team's not in this round, so you have to kind of double check. But Nashville is at home in open cup as well. They host San Antonio of USL championship. Uh, there too. San Antonio uh, made a nice little mini run in the cup last year. If yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, not an easy one, but that, that should be, it's similar to Atlanta in the way that the MLS teams favored. They're at home. They should take care of business, but if you fall asleep, you're going to have problems with a, a USL team like San Antonio or Memphis. I Nashville and Christopher brings this up on the Twitch pitch. I, I wonder right now if Nashville has the luxury of rotating Mukhtar out tomorrow night. I think they have to, just because he's so vital to them in the attack. And you have to, you're going to risk it, but I think you have to. Because for them, and and this is something that we kind of got into a little bit in the, the pregame on Sunday, Nashville's been very good since coming into the league. Very good. They were, they were good straight out of the gate. They, they built a, a team that was built to defend, that fit what Gary Smith wanted to do. They've been consistently very good. But very good doesn't win trophies and doesn't get deep into the playoffs either. And I think if you're Nashville and you're trying to take the next step, I don't think it's through the Open Cup and risking Hani Mukhtar for league play in a few days against a team that is somewhat of a measuring stick for you. Mm -hmm. I think they have to prioritize Saturday. And when you talk about depth and you talk about the two rosters and what they're going to do on Wednesday versus what they're going to then do on Saturday, Atlanta's in a better position in terms of depth to be able to field a stronger group in the Open Cup and field a different stronger group on the Saturday. I don't think Nashville has that luxury. So maybe that puts them a little more at risk against San Antonio. And then you get into the emotional swings of getting cup set. I do wonder, you know, evaluating Nashville for me has been tricky because they've already played New York City twice. They've had to play New England, Nashville, and LA. Uh, um, I'm sorry, New England, Cincinnati, and LAFC. 
they have had a very, very tough schedule. They have. It's a good point. The season. Compared to Atlanta United, uh, who I would say hasn't had an easy schedule, but not nearly as tough as that. I mean, Atlanta has not played uh, Cincinnati. They have not played uh, LAFC, obviously. They have not played New England, who's leading for the Shield right now. Um, you know, there are some common opponents in there. Both teams have played Red Bulls. Nashville did get to play Montreal, who I think is worse than anyone has uh, played by Atlanta United this year. So it does kind of even out a little bit. But I do wonder if Nashville had played Atlanta's schedule up to this point, if they might be scoring a little bit more and maybe not playing to as many draws as what they've played to because they've been respectable. I consider yeah, no, been good. I, I, I consider Nashville and Atlanta United in terms of quality right now. Like if I were to power rank uh, MLS, I don't think I'd have Nashville and Atlanta separated by too much. I mean, I think right now you clearly have New England, Cincinnati, LAFC, Seattle, St. Louis, and then maybe slightly the next group would be led by Atlanta, Columbus, New York City, Nashville. I think you'd put them all in that. Yeah, in the East, I'll I'll pull just the East. I mean, New England and Cincinnati are two points ahead of Atlanta. Um, I don't think there's a big difference between any of the three, to be honest. And then you throw Philadelphia into that, who's dealing with CONCACAF Champions League and is in seventh on points. But they're one of the best teams in the East. We know that. New York City is right behind that. They're five points off the top of the table. Um, You know, I... I think Atlanta got a point there on the road. That's not a loss for New York City, but they didn't win the home game. So I think they're behind Atlanta. Um, Columbus has been a little up and down, although I think they're getting better, and then they lose to Charlotte, so you wonder. Um, I Even though they they destroyed Atlanta in that game, I'd put Columbus in the next group. I'd put Nashville in the next group. I I think then you have the fall-off to where – Toronto's got to get into that second group, and they haven't yet. Uh, Red Bulls do not look like they're going to get there. Miami doesn't look like they're going to get there. Montreal doesn't look like they're going to get there. Uh, Charlotte, I don't think, looks like they're going to get there, but you never know. Chicago can. I think they absolutely can get there. Orlando, I don't know why they're not there. I honestly don't get it. And D.C., I mean, for all the talk about D.C., they're in eighth right now. They're not bad, and they've won two in a row. So. DC might be in that second group at the bottom end of it. So it, I consider East, them to be right place. now. I consider them to be in that group right now. I, I think on talent, on I, I would I'm gonna put them at the top say, of the third group, not in the second group right now. I would just say DC's designated players right now are better than Montreal, yes. Miami, yeah. Chicago. Um, that's the fourth group to me. Like if I'm going to go four groups, I think DC's at the top of the third, which has okay. them trying to get into the playoff spots. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And look, I mean, to your point, I mean, we're talking about a two point separation Minuscule between Atlanta right now, United yeah. and top of table right now. It's tight. Yeah. It's I, really I think it's easy to forget, now. you know, with two games on the road where you got two points, with a performance against Chicago that was not the club's best, uh, but they did win. They did find a way to win that game. I think it's easy to forget that Atlanta's two points off of the supporter shield lead. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah. real. Like, well, you can say whatever you want, but that's real facts right well, there. Well, I'll, I'll take it a step further. You win tomorrow night. You're unbeaten in your last five. Yeah. You're 
3-0-2 in the month of April in all competitions with a really good chance to end an unbeaten month on Saturday, yeah. either 3-0-3 or 4-0-2, which is a very, very good. Yeah. And again, and there's room to grow, too. That's the yeah. thing that's good about it is you're not maxing right. out getting that. No, that's a great point. Yeah, you're right. You 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 haven't even hit your ceiling yet. No. And I'll take it a step further. Um, you know, if you want to talk about pacing, uh, if you look at what happened in 2017, 18, and 19, the team really started to hit their stride right about now, right around like the seventh, eighth, ninth match of the season, especially in 2019. This was the point of the 2019. And again, look, the 2019 team is a missed penalty away from hosting the MLS Cup final and probably winning it. And potentially winning three trophies in a year. Yes. Yeah. So this is not, in my opinion, a bad benchmark. You were a missed penalty away from being probably, uh, people are going to argue it. And I, I know the love that some national media have for LAFC. But if you win Campione's Cup, you can say what you want about it. But if you win the Open Cup and you win MLS Cup that year and you're one of the best teams in the league, I think they were fourth or, or fourth or so in the Supporter Shield. Mm-hmm. That's the best season in MLS history. Yeah. You're not yeah. far off of that. Yeah. You're so, totally away. So with, again, that being, I think, a, a pretty good benchmark that you want to kind of measure against, yeah. it was around this time in 2019. Mm-hmm. when that team had that run, uh, I think, of five straight clean sheets, if I want to, if, if I remember correctly. They, they right. absolutely dominated Sporting Kansas City at the beginning of that run. Oof. They lost Barco to the U-20 World Cup, and they continued to kind of roll. It's around this time in 2019 where the team started to coalesce and come together. This is the second best start in club history to only 2018. And by the way, if Atlanta United wins their next two matches, they actually would overtake 2018 for their best 11-match start in club history. And I think, again, I mean, they're road games, and you don't want to take anything for granted. I absolutely see an opportunity for Atlanta United to win their next two road games. They're winnable. They're they're not – you're not going to be favored in Nashville. Um, I think you might be favored in Miami. Um, yeah. But it's on the road, so you know how difficult that can be. I don't think you're going to be favored in Nashville, but it's it's a winnable game. It is, and so is Miami. And then you come back home against Charlotte. You've got to take care of the business in front of you. And honestly, I do think that starts tomorrow in Open Cup. I, I, I know it's Open Cup. It's a different competition. It's going to be a little bit different group on the field. But winning winning's contagious. And when you have guys step up, and have a good performance in a game like this, if you need them in MLS play, they're coming in with confidence. Then you have the other guys, when they get on the field on Saturday in Nashville, it's like, well, wait a minute. Now this guy's having a great game behind me, and I got to fight for my spot. And it starts to have that good level of competition within the squad. So yeah. I think tomorrow's a big part of, of getting that run that you're talking about. No, I do too. I Again, I I've seen this happen before where pundits, analysts, certain fans underestimate and undersell the importance of that first Open Cup game. I don't think it's insignificant at all. And I think it'll be a really, really good test and hopefully a springboard for Atlanta United. Um, 
I just kind of got called into something else. So we might have to stop it here if you don't mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize no, okay. for everyone on the Twitch pitch. I apologize for that. But again, let's go through it again just very quickly. 92 9 the game tomorrow at 7. Five stripes countdown, 7 30 the kickoff. Atlanta United Memphis 901. Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Five stripes countdown from Nashville, 1 30, or actually, I guess 155, the kickoff time, Atlanta United and Nashville SC. In between all of that, there would be another Open Cup draw on Thursday if Atlanta United wins tomorrow. So by the time we meet again on stoppage time next Wednesday, May the 3rd, we could be talking about that. And we'll definitely be talking about a trip down to Fort Lauderdale to maybe encounter on the pitch our old buddy Joseph Martinez. Very possibly. We'll see what happens. So I'm sorry to jump away here, uh, but we'll see you on the radio tomorrow night. And thanks for joining us today for Stoppage Time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.